0: You know what it is Black and sturdy, black and snurdy, black and sturdy,
1: black and sturdy You know who it is Black and sturdy, black and sturdy, black and sturdy, black and sturdy Maury, Maurice, Maury, Maury Maurice, Maury Ody Black and
2: sturdy,
0: black and sturdy Black and sturdy, black and sturdy Hey oh yes ma Are you ready? Let's go Black and sturdy black and sturdy black and sturdy black and sturdy
2: it's the Black and Sturdy podcast with Odie and Maurice.
1: Hey, uh, what's up? What's up? What's up?
2: that, that is trademark. That is not our catchphrase.
1: It's it is not trademarked.
2: Yeah, it. it you know exactly who says it though. I, I mean, it, sure, but it's, it's not trademarked. It's not like I'm coming in here being like <laughs> hamburger. Uh, okay. <laughs> What's up, everybody? <laughs> How's everybody doing out here? Hamburger, hey, just was chilling it, out here. it?
1: was Bernie Mac that was like on that on that the, Def J- Comedy Jam that was like, "I ain't scared of you, motherfuckers." Right? Yeah,
2: that, that was Bernie was Mac who said that.
1: Literally, and I was watching this. I was w- watching these really way too early. I was like, we would watch Def Comedy Jam as a family. Like, I I don't think they realized. Yeah, we were that. I, I was like five, so we would just be sitting there watching it. Um, I obviously wasn't getting all of the jokes, but I was like, I knew that the curses, what the curses were for sure. Motherfuckers. And I, I mean, I generally thought he was, the jokes were funny, Mm -hmm. but I'm just thinking like we really had all the VHS deaf comedy jam, like one through 20, Mm -hmm, the volumes. And I would just sit there and watch them.
2: You know what? Did you ever used to, uh, read those, um, you know, your ghetto, uh, books
1: no, they you basically. Ghetto? Yeah, let me look this up. Yeah, like you know, you, you get. It's basically
2: just like uh, doing the dozens. It's like one of those books, like your mama so fat or your mama so. It's just like you know, you ghetto a when. Is it straight, straight,
1: straight from the? What? Yeah,
2: it's like you know, by you
1: know. P- Beatrice Berry, PhD, and Joan. Let me make sure these people are black because I Noble. Barnes and Noble sells. These books are on Amazon. Ooh. No, what? Yeah. Let me, first of all, before we even say anything, I need to look up these people because there have been several instances of there being a book that everybody thinks is about a black, from a black person and they are white as white rice and not, well, Jasmine rice is white and delicious. So, but
2: Beatrice Berry, E-H-G. How much? Want to bet that's somebody's name, Jasmine Rice?
1: Yeah, I'm pretty sure.
2: Like, just just because their family is a bunch of goofs, just want to be like, "Hey,
1: look at us, we're clever,
2: the Rice family." Okay, we can't. So,
1: Beatrice Berry is an American psychologist, mm-hmm. social sorry, sociologist, author, lecturer, and educator. Now, where are the pictures?
2: Okay. Well, I'm
1: okay. All right. Okay. She's a beautiful black woman. Mm-hmm. Her website. She's wearing a beautiful. Uh, How old is this book? Because I'm talking about a book from like the '90s. I mean, it looks pretty. The books look pretty '90s. Let me look to see. But there's a copy, a copyright, on this uh, straight from the ghetto. Um, this is 2013. And I
2: knew my I knew my mom must have had the book uh, because she only uh, reads black authors.
1: Well, that's good. Yeah, these are saying twenty thirteen, but who knows if that's just maybe it says the publication date, but I maybe
2: like a re-release, maybe. Yeah, um,
1: but can you tell me what was in these books?
2: So basically, uh, which by the way, I was gonna call you out on this, um, but you uh,
1: don't have to call me out when we're talking about the other thing.
2: Okay. Well, not well. Clearly, there was gonna be a whole section dedicated towards uh, this that you're doing now. But uh so it wasn't gonna be called out while we're talking about this. But anyway, um no, they were just books that were just like um doing the dozens. Like it was it was essentially uh your mama so fat or but but for like you know your ghetto win. You know you're so get like you're like you know your ghetto when da, da da da. It's just like it was basically black Jeff Jeff uh Jeff um uh Foxworthy type shit.
1: Do you wanna know why? i um i feel like i am i'm scared of trying to go up and do comedy why because
2: because you'll forget a joke.
1: Well, that, because that, that's going to, you know that's going to happen. Yeah, but it's going to happen. Midway through, mm-hmm. my brain yep. is going to go somewhere else, mm-hmm. and I'm going to be up there trying to remember the point I was trying to make. You could do it like
2: freeform, like uh, like um, Holden Caulfield-style jokes, where it's just a long rant without any sort of <laughs> punctuation. It's just a long-ass paragraph.
1: I mean, well, that could work. But no, um, <clears throat> I feel like being a comedian is similar well, specifically being a black comedian Mm -hmm. is similar to being a rapper, right? When you, people don't consider you a real rapper unless you could freestyle. Yeah. And I personally cannot, like, freestyle jokes like that. Mm -hmm. Like, I was never somebody that you could play the dozens with. I'm extremely sensitive. Yes, you are. If you talk about my mama... I'm gonna want to punch you in the face and cry.
2: Yeah, I learned Do- that the hard way with Dante. Uh, okay, I'm yeah. not gonna say his full yeah. name, but
1: <laughs> shout out to Dante. <laughs> it's
2: First like, day of high school, tried to you uh, you 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 y- 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 you find the tallest guy in the class and <laughs> no seriously, and then you tried to uh, Jones on him. It oh like, no, it was his mom? Yeah, dad. his mom had just
1: died See? not too long ago. This and is why I
2: was an ass.
1: This is why you can't do those type of jokes. But it's like, you know, black people like always just... are like, oh, we play in the dozens, especially like black guys, like play in the dozens. We're gonna talk about you, we're gonna do all these things. And it's funny, but I can't do that because you know what? I'm I am situationally hilarious, right? Mm-hmm. But I don't. I'm my most hilarious when I'm not thinking about the joke. I'm just replying with something, and it's going to be, you know, probably more funny than me having to think about it because when I think about things, I'm overthinking it. I'm making it more complicated than it needs to be. Sometimes it's just as
2: quickly as an observation. Like, even right now, I could be like, you po from Teletubby-ass motherfucker.
1: Because of what you're wearing, because of what you're wearing, come on! Did you not just hear me say <laughs> that I'm a sensitive person? I, I do not like playing that, the dozens. That is the that
2: is the lowest stakes. That is not to me. That okay. <laughs> you
1: just told me I look like a dummy. And you okay? And another reason why I can't play the dozens is because I'm honestly I'm way too my observations are going to be the meanest observations mm-hmm. because I, I have this, um, I don't know if you want to call it a gift or a curse of being able to zone in on what people's...
2: Insecurities are?
1: Yeah, and I'm not trying to. like, But it's like, if, if I know that I'm talking to someone a lot... And they make certain comments about certain things. You, I file that away as like, okay, I'm not gonna ever make a joke about this. That's
2: why you do surface level stuff like what people are wearing. They're their, no. you know articles of clothing. No. like once you start getting into like skin and, Don't and like actual like
1: talk to me patterns about of
2: behavior and stuff like that.
1: Anything and, pertaining to me, do not joke okay. about me. Okay, okay. We can make we can make small tiny jokey jokes. Sometimes, well, I won't do
2: the dozens on you. I will keep joking on you, like I always do. But I will yeah, not do. I the Yeah, I much. know,
1: I know, because you hate me.
2: First off, it's not out of hate. It's we, that's how we, it feels. We joke with the ones that we care the most about. God,
1: I hate it. And this is why I used to. Do you know how many times I was? My cousin, my my godbrother Chris, and my sister Sade used to follow me around singing Michael Jackson's Leave Me Alone because I would constantly be like, can you just leave me alone? And they'd be like, leave me alone. Leave me alone. And that's exactly how they would do it. Each and every time. And I just, I hate it. I do not like people joking on me. Don't do it. Because if you say a joke to me, the joke that I'm going to say is not going to be, it's going to be funny and hilarious to me. But it's not actually going to be funny to you. Are you about to play?
2: What? Am I about to play? What? Nothing. That's copyrighted. First off, everything is copyrighted. Like, there's n- nothing that isn't copyrighted. How about instead of that? How about you tell me who the fuck you are?
1: Oh. You know, I'm gonna say I've been on a roll that I've been actually saying it on time. But mm-hmm. hello, all. I'm Odie. And I'm Maurice. And you're listening to the Black and Snotty Podcast. <laughs> All right, how many minutes was that that we were... Ten minutes. It wasn't... Okay. All right. Ten minute mark.
2: Okay, so uh, this is, of course, the portion of the podcast (laughs) where we ask each other
1: questions.
2: So, of course, Odie hit me with that that
1: sick-ass cue. Stop it. That sloppy, sloppy cue. Thank you. So that I can... Give the A. <laughs> oh God. Um. Okay. What's the best prank you've ever pulled?
2: Uh, we threw a smoke grenade in Monique's uh room when she was <gasps> asleep. That is not. And, and it fucked up her. Uh, oh. Oh. Actually, you know what? <laughs> this is why
1: I don't <laughs> like jokes. This is why.
2: Actually, no. That's not even the funniest. That's not even the funniest. Uh. So. A little bit of background right
1: <laughs> i'm glad that my triggers are bringing you so much joy
2: Okay, enough. Yeah, uh, enough. So um, this was the instrumental with the backing vocals. It's the only one I could find. So um, a little bit of backstory. One day, uh, I used to work at the Spy Museum in Washington, D.C., and I would always um, walk to the uh, Howard Shaw like, metro? Ch- metro, right? One day uh, when I was walking there, I saw something on the side of the street, (laughs) like literally outside of a big ass house. And I was just like, hey, that kind of looks like blank. And I was like, as I kept walking close, I was like, there's no way that that, that, this is what it is like. There's no way. And then as I got to it, it it's just like, yeah, holy shit. There's just a big ass dildo just sitting here on the side of the street, just and on the curb, too
1: was it like a double dildo? No, it was
2: it was like one of those really big thick ones with the actual veins. Like it like it was and it was white, which yeah. confounded me. But I was just like uh, but, but um so of course obviously like you me being me, I, I picked it up, put it in my bag. Did you uh, pick it up with your
1: bare hands? No,
2: of course not. I used like my sleeve. Oh god. <laughs> like this was horrible bosses. I used my sleeve. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so when uh, so eventually, like, I took it to work and uh, showed a couple of people. Um, but so you were sexually harassing your. Coworkers. I wasn't sexually harassing people. <laughs> oh, Elon Musk. Oh, you know what? I didn't want them to know that I had it on me, so I took a picture of it on the ground and I showed the picture. So I was just, I was just like, look what I found on the ground. It's just big ass fucking dildo. When I was walking, I think they had a bachelor party or some shit like that. I don't know. Anyhow, (laughs) what I ended up doing is I took it home. I boiled it (laughs) to clean it.
0: Uh uh
2: And then what I did was I put some water on the suction cup of it. And uh, it was late at night. I put it on the ceiling of my roommate's uh, wall, Mm -hmm. like right above his bed. Mm -hmm. So he would have like... I I just thought it would be funny if like he woke up and looked at the ceiling and saw it, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, unfortunately, those suction cups, especially when you put water in it, are extremely suctiony. Yeah, they
0: that's will the point. stick
2: for a really long time. Yep. So uh, it it ultimately ultimately I thought like instead of him just seeing it on the ceiling, it changed to well maybe like it'll fall and hit him in the head and then that'd be kind of funny. Uh, what ended up happening was in the middle of the night, I was woken up to, no, this is, this part's not funny. I was woken up to like an argument that they were having, like they just separate of anything and it was very loud. I could hear it through the walls and stuff. And, Mm -hmm. uh, no, it wasn't like violence or anything like that, but it was just yelling and they were yelling at each other and everything like that. And then all of a sudden it's just like them yelling (laughs) uh, at each other, just like, like
1: <laughs> the fuck is this? <laughs> this is a fucking doodle?
2: Yeah. <laughs> and I just pretended to be sleep.
1: Yeah, of just, course you did.
2: I didn't say anything. I just was like, I'm sleep.
1: I'm um, just
2: go back to sleep.
1: I would say that I'm not the best at pranks because my pranks are. I feel like they go too far. Um, because the what I think might be hilarious. Might turn out getting me into trouble. So, how can you consider? Are, are are you? So you're just not fun.
2: I'm very fun. It's just what you're. You're like a a, a Mormon sensibility <gasps> of fun. I am a very fun person. You don't do the dozens. You don't, I don't like people making fun of me. So next, I guess. I guess uh, the the fun aspect about you is that you 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 giggle. You gotta giggle. <laughs> okay, so. <laughs> Of course,
1: like, anybody who has a
2: giggle is automatically I'm, I'm a fun person. I am a very person.
1: fun person. I like to do things. I'm a very enjoyable company, and I am fun. Okay? I like to go play games. mm mm-hmm. um, I just can't prank people because, okay. You're I just to, not, you're not time good time at I've it. Every time I've pranked someone, I've always gotten in trouble. I uh, One time, I thought, okay, so I used to prank my house a lot. I was big into it. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> one time I, um, I put salt mm-hmm. on the top layer of the sugar. <laughs> and so I figured, you know, whoever makes tea next is going to have, you know, a sweet and salty mix.
2: Ooh. Um,
1: yeah, you don't you don't fuck around <laughs> with fucking sugar. At like least that. it was a small sugar dish that we had. In my house, had. I would
2: have beat you with a belt if I if I make it. It Kool-Aid was and... a
1: small sugar sugar dish. It wasn't like the whole. If I didn't pour it on the whole pound of sugar.
2: Okay, okay. Thankfully, it was, was just a say, small
1: like, one. If I if I taste
2: this sugar and it tastes like salt. <laughs> I'm coming at you.
1: I honestly, I can't remember if I ever got caught for that one. I think my sister probably said something to me, like, why are you putting, are you putting salt in the sugar? But um, then one time I. um,
2: That's the name of this episode, because that's who you are. You're salt in the sugar. You that is who you are as a human being. I'm writing it down. Name of this episode, because uh, Odie is salt in the sugar. Thank you. Thank you
1: very much. Okay. Um, and I know, I know. I know. I know. You didn't understand the sarcastic nature of the tone of my voice. Um, and then another time, I, um, I put Ray and Nephew in the water portion of the iron. <laughs> and my... My sister was going out. I
2: did put shampoo <laughs>
1: in the Like okay, yeah. well, shampoo's ridiculous. It doesn't. You could tell. Ryan nephew it's, is normal. Ryan and nephew is clear, and you wouldn't have. You couldn't tell because it's the same viscosity as the water.
2: But then it makes bubbles. So that was the whole point. The well, Whole point was so this that they was, made bubbles, and it ended up staining my mom's blouse.
1: Well, this and ended up making was, yes, my sister's. Uh, jeans smell like way wow. and she was not happy
2: yeah. <laughs> I imagine I, I don't even want to smell like right uh, now
1: but yeah I I've, I'm, I also did pranks at school but again I stopped I after a certain point let's say 10 11 mm-hmm. if, if that's even sounds late I stopped doing pranks because I recognized that my pranks go too far and I would don't like getting in trouble so <laughs> I was said well you know what wrap it up folks that's all she wrote. All right, what's your question?
2: My question Which archaic form of technology do you cling to? Um, I mean, for me, it's probably Facebook because at that point, it's, do you
1: think that's an archaic form of technology?
2: Uh, Facebook at this point, it is like everybody, all the kids are on TikTok.
1: Oh, I was gonna say, like, um, a
2: oh, actually, you know what? No, it's I was making fun of... Who was I making fun of the other day uh, for still using Yahoo?
1: Oh, that guy. Oh, no, no, no. It was... It was that woman that got that had an issue with um Yeah, she
2: had a she had a ymail.com account, not a not a yahoo mail, a ymail. I forgot about ymails. Yeah, and, and then we and then we slowly made fun of anybody who's using uh the yahoo main page as like their Ooh, this is what's trending. The Dow Joe. Like. It used to
1: be really good. Okay?
2: <laughs> it used to be it, really good. It did. Good. It
1: was. It was really good at one point. Um I would say for me like a um a like a printed uh, no nope, or a printed paper, printed magazine, actual books. Uh, those are are those considered would you say that those are technology now?
2: Yeah, considering that we can use Kindles and, you know, e
1: like a planner. So, whatever like that. Like yeah. actual physical planner. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. I prefer yeah, to have yeah. those yeah. things. Like, like I would have a Rolodex if I could.
2: I would prefer to have I do prefer to have like I have a uh, a dry kind of a dry erase notebook. Um but I still prefer a written notebook. Yeah. Like I could take a picture of it and upload it to the cloud, but I don't do that. I just, you know, write in it and then I erase it and that's it. Mm-hmm. It's like my own little uh yeah, dry it's a dry erase notebook. Yeah. Um but and I know I could use my notes app, but I prefer to use my my notebook. And um and I say all that having just purchased an ipad and a apple pencil i have yet to use it really
1: (laughs) yeah i know except for that day we were trying it out yeah um i also like uh home phones
2: home phones house
1: phones yeah i don't want i don't want i would like to have a house phone um i still have a digital clock yeah i don't like having everything be so like i like you need to have a backup plan and so I don't want everything to be like on the cloud somewhere because yes, clouds crash.
2: Yeah, it's like uh <laughs> Yeah, you're yeah, we've gone over this before in the past. You're a doomsday prepper minus the prep.
1: No, actually I joined a black women's doomsday prepper group. <gasps>
2: on the internet? On the internet. Cool. And what other steps have you done other than that?
1: What am I supposed to do besides research the doomsday prepping behavior? And honestly, do you have at least a go bag? Even I have a go bag. Let me say this now. has
2: my uh what do you call it in it? Um my emergency uh first aid kit in it. Some underwear and socks. Because Great. I presumably I will already be wearing clothes. I don't need extra changes of clothes except for underwear and socks.
1: Um can I tell you something that I've realized?
2: I also need to pack some water. I haven't
1: done that yet. And yet. iodine tablets. And iodine? Yeah, for radiation. Okay. Um, I'm not sure that I want to live if we have a doomsday type of situation.
2: No, you, you, you're going to be the first wave of people who get murdered, quite frankly. Well,
1: I don't want to get murdered. I just want to die out. Like, if there's, like, whatever the thing is that going to kill everybody you, off, yeah, I want to die out gonna right there. You're going to get
2: Pompeii, Like, basically, yeah, you'll, quick and easy. You'll, be, you'll be in the ash, just like one of those uh, statues that's I hope there to be now. asleep. Yeah, or, or you'll... <laughs> This is dark, but you'll be the shadow on the wall. You know, the silhouettes in uh, Hiroshima. And uh, you
1: know what? That's fine with me. Because that's better, in my opinion, than having to escape roving bands, raping MAGA and HOTEPs. Because I'm going to be the target. Because neither of them are going to... You're going to be the
2: target for the HOTEPs. For the MAGAs
1: and the HOTEPs. Because I am not going to... Neither of their ideologies are going to fit in with mine. They are both on equal sides of the crazy spectrum, and I just know that, like, I'm right up their alley, and I just, I don't personally, the same way I don't want to be in a zombie apocalypse because I'm not interested in running for my life, Mm -hmm. watching zombies eat people, trying to kill, I don't want any of those things. So I have decided if we have a doomsday-type situation, I would like to go out first. If I do not go out first, of course, obviously... I'll have to figure out another way of um, surviving. But maybe I should just put, like, a bunch of cyanide pills.
2: You have a dog. You have a fucking dog that can protect you.
1: That's all you really need
2: for, for a while. Okay, but you-
1: dogs get rabies after he has eventually. to get shots every three years. What if the thing lasts more than three years? Well,
2: you, well first off, he's not going to last for three years because you, eventually you're going to have to eat him. So
1: I would never eat him. And what about Arya? You're not gonna eat a cat before you eat the fucking no, dog. No, well, I'm not actually, talking about you eating would, them. You would
2: eat the cat before you eat the dog because, because quite frankly, what's the cat gonna do in an apocalyptic scenario? <laughs> you know, you gotta cut down on the amount of mouths that you have to feed, so you no. might as well go ahead and eat <laughs> eat
1: that. Cat. No, I will not. <laughs> I'm I refuse. Probably, probably
2: just full of dark meat.
1: <laughs> oh my. Okay. Next question. Next question. Um, Which news anchor Deserves the title Best ever
2: um, I feel like Every six months We find out that like A news anchor was problematic Back in the day Yeah well Like I, I would have said Barbara Walters But she was mad condescending To Denzel Washington About uh yeah. not kissing white women In movies or something like yeah. that Like I was just like
1: She was a bit racy in the past
2: Yeah she was Um News Anchor. Hmm. Is there anything wrong with the... Well, is Solanet still doing shit? Yeah. You know what? Oh, hold on. Famous... Let me look this up. Do you want
1: me to say mine? Yeah, you you go first. I have two of them. Mm -hmm. Both black women, both iconic. Mm -hmm. Brenda Blackman, who did News 11... Up until wow, I, I don't remember how long. I, I, don't think she's still doing it. She, I think she retired, um, but she just been on TV for like she was on News Eleven for as long as I could remember. Um, and she just was one of the few dark skinned black women on TV telling us the news. And loved her, love her. And then also Gwen Eiffel. Um, she was PBS NewsHour anchor, and she just was such a great journalist, um, <clears throat> and she really did so much for black women in media. She was also the first black woman to host a nationally televised U.S. public affairs program with Washington Week in Review. Um, she sadly passed away in 2016. I believe it was from cancer, um, and we just have been lost without her. We met, And I want to say she was one of the first black women to um, – ha- I think she co-moderated or – she moderated the, the vice presidential um, debates. Mm-hmm. I think it was 2000 – was it maybe 2008?
2: Did you say Linda Ellerbee?
1: No, but I do like Linda Ellerbee.
2: I'm also um, – not, not Anderson Cooper. Uh, I was thinking of somebody else.
1: Oh, Anderson Cooper's a really good one. I like you know, Lester. I, I Lester, Lester Holt. Lester, Holt. Yeah, Lester yeah, Holt. Holt. yeah, I'm gonna go
2: with Lester Holt. He's, okay. He's a and you know what? And I wouldn't kick him out of bed for eating chips because he's fairly distinguished. Uh, Lester handsome.
1: Holt. Yeah, yeah. And oh, now you're trying to get me to think. I'm trying to think of the guy on um, on News 11 who, <clears throat> right? Dang, what's his name? I'm gonna find it. But yeah, those are the Okay,
2: yeah, um, I'm sticking with Lester Holt. You are stick beside him. Yep, stand beside Lester. All right. So, um, with
1: that being said, wow, we are
2: very far into this episode. <laughs> Jesus, this All is right. going to be a long one.
1: We're gonna be we're gonna be quick. Are you ready to pop, 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 pop it up?
2: I want to believe you when you say we're gonna be quick,
1: but I know better. <laughs> um, first we want to say a happy. Uh, birthday to several revolutionaries there's four so you might want to hold off on your your drops um Malcolm X Ho Chi Minh uh Lorraine Hansberry and please let me not mispronounce her name the Japanese um she was a Japanese American uh revolutionary that helped um that I believe she was interned or incarcerated in the Japanese um, internment camps, which, side note, AP News has corrected that addition in the AP Stylebook, and it is no longer called internment. It is incarceration, since that's what they were doing. But Yuri Koshiyama, um, and it's also Grace Jones' birthday, but all four of them were great revolutionaries. So happy birthday, and thank you for giving us the blueprint To freedom. All right. And this is honestly something that made me very, 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 very happy today. Mm -hmm. You should know that a prince was born today. Mm -hmm. ASAP Rocky and Queen Rihanna. ASAP had a baby. Okay. Had their child, and it's a boy. Which, you know, I'm surprised, because remember when she was in Target the other day, and she had, um, she was picking up baby girl clothes? Yeah. So I'm like, was this just to throw us off the scent? She knows what she is doing.
2: You know what? It could, you know what? It could be, I, I... I would like to think that maybe it is one of those things where in preparation, maybe they didn't know Yeah. if uh, it would be uh, a boy or a girl, and so in
1: preparation just bought a bunch of boy and girl stuff. Yeah, that's true. And maybe, you know what, she might have just was buying it for a friend, you know? Yeah. Um. In other Black Joy news... Oh, I didn't even do a drop, uh, but but congratulations
2: to the uh, happy couple for the newly born baby.
1: Yes, and I hope that Rihanna and the baby are doing so well mm-hmm. and are just happy and healing and loving each other right now and just falling more and more in love with each other and their baby mm-hmm. as the days go by.
2: I hope that baby is uh, uh, less wrinkly as the day goes by because they're very wrinkly. <laughs> yes, yeah, they're. they yeah. I mean, they've been. They're naked mole rats. They've been swimming for yeah. like nine months. They truly have. So of course, like they're they're <laughs> they're wrinkly. They're ashy. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> yeah, and it just came out of the the the, the, the natural pool of yes. life.
1: Yes. <laughs> um. But in other Black Joy news, uh, I don't know if we talked about this before, but. Daria is getting a spin-off mm-hmm. um, called Jodi. It was initially announced that it was going to be on uh, Comedy Central had uh, picked it up for as a series, but they're actually going to make it into an animated movie. It was going to be like a live action series, so I guess they, it, it's better to be a, a animation. I don't want to So it's going to
2: be an animated movie instead? Yeah, it's going to be
1: an animated feature film. Um, and Tracy Ellis Ross is, of course, uh, Jodi. And... Pamela Adlon, William Jackson Harper, Cole Escola, Alex Moffat, Cal Penn, Dulce Sloan, Zossia Mamet, and Adrian Myron are coming to um, be on the sh- on the- in the movie. So- Shout out to Doce! Uh, I
2: remember her back from um, times at uh, at um, God the Comedy Club that was in Long Island City. Uh, the one
1: that was the, the book one, the bookstore.
2: No, it was in the basement. Um, creek in the cave. Yes.
1: Oh, creek of the cave. Yeah, yeah, I remember that one. I came to see you there a bunch of times. Yeah. Um, was that you who broke the mirror? <laughs> I was you. I don't know now. <laughs> I mean, I, I it could have. I I am clumsy sometimes, so yeah, okay. I I can't say no. But no, it was not for legal purposes. Okay. Well, <laughs> um, they're not there
2: anymore. They're in uh, Austin, Texas. Now. Oh,
1: okay. Well yeah. sorry guys. There you go. Um, but speaking of um some some legal matters. Mm-hmm. Have you ever watched that show Black Family Mafia?
2: Uh Black Mafia Family, right?
1: Oh, sorry. What did I say?
2: Black Family Mafia.
1: Oh, sorry. It's Black Mafia Family. Yes. It's now, based although in that is
2: a that is a better title. I feel like Black Family Mafia. B F M, yeah, yeah. Uh, B M F sounds. Uh, the acronym sounds. The what the what it means like written out, Black Family Mafia sounds a lot better. But if you're just doing the shortcut of it, B M F sounds better. Yeah, you're just doing the abbreviation. Why do you ask? Isn't it like another Fifty Cent joint? <laughs> yeah, it's on it's on stars. Who has more projects at this point filled with black people? Spike Lee or Fifty Cent? Uh, anyway um why don't uh, we just start calling them 50 cent joints
1: the actor we're not oh spikely's the only one who only gets joints why you just want to say joints today that's (laughs) it you just want to say joints i i i really realize that's what you want to do what um you feel like i chastised you earlier
2: uh ladies and gentlemen (laughs) email and tell me if i sound cool saying joints
1: Yes, Dad. And
2: you know what? It sounds very now cool. Now that's the name of the title of the episode: <laughs> Joints.
1: Um. So the main one of the main actors, Demetrius Lil Meech Flannery, who happens to be the son of uh, Big Meech, who the series is about, mm-hmm. was arrested and accused of grand theft for stealing a two hundred and fifty thousand Richard Millet watch. Mm. Um. In the show, Lil Meech, he plays. Um his father, mm-hmm. as a young man. And actually, I I remember when it started that 50 Cent had actually um, purposely went get and got him acting lessons so that he could work uh, on the show because he wanted him to play his father. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> the Miami police said that Little Meech went into hammov Jewelers in Miami in February, placed a down payment for a watch using an 80,000 platinum Rolex, and... Um, has not made a payment toward the remaining two hundred thousand dollar balance and has not res- returned the watch.
2: Okay, so he just, it's not that he stole it. It's just that he he put uh, he he uh, what do you call it away it he and did. he has he- not put any money towards it. But and a- it's outstanding.
1: But apparently, the police are saying. He allegedly tried to trade that watch that he had for another Richard Richard Mille watch mm-hmm. at a different store. So it's there's a lot of layers there. Yeah. Um, don't know which one it is, which what's the truth. But you know, I hope that he it is figured out quickly. He has a fair shot. Um, I don't know why he would need to to steal that watch. Uh, hopefully, Pretty Sense paying him. Because just because he got him the acting lessons doesn't mean he's, like, making sure he eats.
2: I'm not saying this is the reason, and I'm not necessarily speculating. I'm just, from personal experience, uh, sometimes stealing... stealing, No, not stealing watches. But sometimes stealing is less about, like, the thing and coveting it, and more just about the the hunt or the chase.
1: So what have you been stealing? The
2: rush. I've been stealing the hearts of everybody who's been listening to this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> because they tune in, they listen to my voice, and they say,
1: "I like that guy." They do. I they like do that say guy. That. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> in other news, um, Nick Cannon is allegedly the cannon, cannon, cannon. Um, is allegedly getting a vasectomy. Um, in a recent interview with E News Daily Pop. He said, I don't know if I would have designed it this way, but it's just, he was talking about fatherhood. But it's just one of those things, when you're blessed with the gift of children, as we all know, I've been through so much, I find solace. I find peace in my children. I find purpose. I'm not looking to have more. I already went and got my vasectomy consultation. I'm not here looking to populate the earth completely, but I'm definitely looking forward to taking care and loving all the children that I currently have. And just so we are, we know he's expecting his eighth child with uh, Brie T T C, who's who's a model. Um, They're having another boy. So, um, well, you know what they say: eight is enough. Eight is enough. Yes. Um, and uh, other rappers who seem to be cutting things off are the Migos. Um. So, on Wednesday, the, it was announced, or, like, someone, you know, people were stalking, always stalk these accounts on Twitter, but they noticed that Offset had unfollowed Quavo and Takeoff on Instagram, and um, then that, I think it was that same day um, that the Migos, well, what's his name, Quavo and Takeoff put out uh, new music. And they have like a whole video out. It's just the two of them. I didn't watch the whole thing. It had like the um, fear and loathing in Las Vegas type of theme. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, shit. We will see. We got a whole lot
2: of new money, though. <laughs> <laughs> we shall see, indeed. You, all right. Would you? Uh, <laughs> would you want them to break up, or would you want them to stay together?
1: Mm, I mean. Honestly, there are a bunch of...
2: By the way, this is just the ad-libs on uh, Bad and Bougie.
1: <laughs> I I could say that I appreciate the Migos music. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw them when I was at Coachella. They gave a very good show, mm-hmm. which I was not expecting. So I would say that, you know, I could understand why Quavo and Takeoff would leave the group or or, or not want to follow in with Offset because he doesn't ever do anything with them. He's always doing stuff with Cardi. Yeah. Like I mean, which is understandable. That's his wife, but Mm -hmm. I feel like so often you hear about Quavo and Cardi, but Quavo or Offset and Cardi, but Quavo and Takeoff, you don't really hear about them doing anything musically. Maybe who they might be dating, or you know, I don't. I think Takeoff just graduated from college last year or something like that. Yeah, you don't really
2: hear. I would say you hear you hear more about uh, uh, Offset and Cardi. You you hear about Quavo when he had that falling out with Sweetie. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, takeoff is the one where you don't hear that much about, uh, at all. You yeah. know, he, he's over here just graduating from,
1: which the- good for him. But yeah. I mean, uh, I can understand why maybe they would be like, you know what? We're going to make some music. Go our own way. Cause if you're going to make music with your wife and we're not on it, we're not going to get any checks. We're going to make our own music. I Cause who knows? We don't know. There's no, it's all speculation at this point, yeah. but I could imagine if you're making, we're a band you keep making side projects with your wife. You guys are getting checks. Great. You can go on tour with her. Awesome. Your check does not split between the two of us unless perhaps they're helping to write those, uh, with the songs, which also, yes, great, but I'm not performing it. And if I'm a performer, that's what I want to do. I don't want to just write songs for you. I want to actually be in action, be in the videos, do all the stuff. So, you know,
2: I wonder how much money they get just from, uh, writing down ad libs.
1: I don't know, but I know Snoop the other day was doing this interview, and he was like, he charges two fifty for a video, or two fifty for a verse, and two fifty for the video, I believe it was. Okay. It was around that, because it was like five hundred thousand dollars if you wanted like a whole both. And I was like, you know what? I need to get to the point in my career that just coming and doing something for five minutes gets me like five hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. That's what I want. That's what I want. Because it's not about the time it takes me to do it. It's the fact that I'm so skilled that it takes me five minutes to do it.
2: Remember, today's price is not yesterday's
1: price. Today's price is not, is not yesterday's, yesterday's price. price. Um, oh. yeah. And speaking of money, you know how Netflix is allegedly losing all this money due to our sharing of passwords? Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know if we mentioned... The Netflix layoff a few weeks back, but they had laid off a bunch of people uh, a few weeks ago saying that they lost, you know, all this money, et cetera, et cetera. But this weekend, uh, they laid off about 150 employees. And the thing that's really shitty is that a lot of um, in the last few months or leading up to this, there were a lot of marginalized folks, a lot of marginalized black and brown folks, black and brown women, queer people mm-hmm. who were being poached by Netflix to help build up this site. One of them was Tudum, I believe you pronounced it. Like T U D T U D U M. Mm-hmm. And it was like for like you know, the culture or whatever. They poached all these people, getting all these great writers from all these other publications, giving them big bucks cuz this is what people who are getting laid off or, like, tweeting about. And then, like, two, three months later, they're fired and let go or whatever. And now, on one hand, sure, if you are, if you can be poached by one company for the good work that you're doing, you shouldn't have that much difficulty finding finding a better job or, or another job that probably pays you about the same. But, um, I mean, journalism... Being in editorial work in media is, is very – those jobs don't come quick. So usually, <clears throat> especially if you've a certain level, you're not going to apply and then get a job the next day. It happens, but it is a rarity. So usually you might be applying to stuff and getting interviews, and the interviews could take two to three months. That doesn't mean you're going to get those jobs. Um, and this one woman, she tweeted that at the last job she was at – somewhere with the union. She had been there for a very long time. And with what the union had, um, uh, what is the word negotiated for them was if they have to get let go or whatever severance, it was like eight, eight or 18 weeks, something like really, really good. And she left there to come here. And then like two months later, she is getting, um, she gets let go and she has only like two weeks or whatever severance. Mm -hmm. And, That, to me, is just really, really shitty. Because you can't tell me that Netflix, with all the money that they have, they keep making show after show after show that they couldn't keep these people on. And the fact that the first people to be laid off are always the people who they see as disposable.
2: Mm -hmm. Expendable.
1: Yeah, it's really shitty. And one of my friends, she was working there, and... You know, she's a great writer. I know she's going to land somewhere else, somewhere better. Um, Shout out to her. Yes. Um, She's going to secure all the bags. But she tweeted that she was, you know, somewhere that it was um, where she was, was like a at the hospital. Um, And she found out that she got fired or laid off because all of a sudden, like her slack wouldn't work. Mm-hmm. And it's like, could you imagine sitting somewhere like it's already not a comfortable space, and then you get freaking a you can't get into your respond to your messages. It's just foolishness and shenanigans. Um, and I'm really just kind of I'm sick of it to as be some,
2: honest. As somebody who's been laid off before, um, it's always a blower. Quite frankly, um, I hope nothing but the best for all the people who uh, got laid off. I hope y'all land somewhere that Mm -hmm. values you, that treasures you, that gives y'all longevity and security. Um, It's just not a good feeling when you're laid off. Yeah. It it fucking sucks. It, like, pulls the rug right from under you, and then you're left scrambling trying to figure out where the next, you know— job is or whatever but mm-hmm. but like I said I hope that every one of those who got laid off lands where they need to be now um if this was maybe 7 years ago this would be enough for me to be like you know what I'm I'm going to not watch Netflix and I'm going to ban Netflix in my house and Netflix will not be on I have enough streaming services but having said that though they they just dropped uh, Vampires in the Garden, which is this really, <laughs> really well done anime that I started watching. It's only five episodes long, and uh, yeah, I, I really want to watch more of it.
1: I mean, I'm going to watch Netflix. I'm not going to pay for it, though.
2: Well, okay.
1: Like, um, I don't want to give them any money. Okay.
2: I, I also don't want to give them money.
1: I'm just saying. I don't want to give them any money. Like, I just would rather, (laughs) I would just rather um, use other people's accounts, siphon off all the content that I want, Mm -hmm. and then continue on my merry way. Because if you do fucked up shit, I don't want to support you.
2: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. With my dollars. Having said that, though, you're not getting on my account. Right?
1: I don't need to get on your account. I already got somebody else's.
2: I'm I'm good because I don't need. I you've already fucked up my YouTube.
1: <laughs> I did not do that. On I purpose. don't know how you did that. I don't know how I did that I either. I have no idea
2: either. But now it's just as soon as I go on there, it's not my account anymore. All I did was I just stri- cycle
1: through. I just you. streamed my thing to the log thing your real ass quick. Out and- Why didn't you do that? I just thought of it at this <laughs> moment. <laughs> Gosh, um, okay. We're gonna start moving into the shitty portion of the news. Okay, are you prepared to be in the right frame of mind and not to be making crass
2: jokes? Well, it depends where are we going first.
1: Are you?
2: Because I have I have three things up, and there's I just to know- only
1: one thing that I told you to get up.
2: Oh, you told me to get three things
1: up. That's because you don't. So look at the messages that I sent you.
2: You sent me three things. And I sent you a
1: text message. Anyway, we were going to talk about. Oh. Okay.
2: Oh, that's why you were saying that.
1: Okay. Oh, God. Straight to the moon. Straight to the
2: moon. You know what? You don't get to straight to the fucking yeah, moon me. No, All straight right. Okay. One day. Could have also said, check your phone. Or check your messages. Or something. A little peek behind the curtain, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not (laughs) editing any of this shit out, by the way. This is staying in.
1: Oh, my God. I
2: didn't change the the outro when when we fucked up. uh, And I'm not changing this either. This is the real world. If you ever want to see us live stream and see us... (laughs) <laughs> really uh, get at each other's throats. Here are we are. Are you
1: ready? Yes, I am ready. Can I set it up and can we be in the right frame of mind? Yes, we can. You I it a- I, I just... You go for it. <sighs> okay. <laughs> As we talked about last week, there was a very tragic, um, unfortunate shooting, racial attack, massacre lynching, any of the things that you could name in Buffalo and <clears throat> it turns out that one of the 911 dispatchers um, may have hung up on a woman when she uh, was calling 911 so this is the clip from Newsy Morning Rush um, hit it
3: partner New developments this morning from upstate New York about a 911 call from the Tops Friendly Market when Saturday's deadly shooting broke out. An assistant office manager at the store called 911 and was whispering because she was afraid the shooter would hear her. The store employee says a dispatcher yelled at her asking why she was whispering and then hung up. The employee then calls her boyfriend to have him call 911 and report the shooting. That dispatcher has been placed on leave as authorities wait for a hearing later on this month where one Erie County executive says termination will be sought. We teach our 911 call takers that if somebody's whispering, it probably means they are in trouble. They are in an they are in con, area of concern, uh, and this, not just with regards to active shooters, but potentially with regards to domestic violence that someone may be calling. County officials went through all the 911 calls identified with the shooting on Saturday and identified this specific call. The county executive said the transcript and call will be released at a future time after going through a process that exists with their union contract. Um, so
1: I, when I read this, it because it was like trending on um, online, mm-hmm. and I was like, this can't be. At first, when I first saw the first tweet, I was like, they're making it up or whatever, because there was no way. That a uh, first responder, so carelessly. And the woman, she came up, she told the story, and I was like, wow. Like, what are, what are you... Are you that bored at work? What would you rather be doing, Candy Crush, that you can't, like... And to be yelling at me and rude and about... And then hang up on me, I like... I would
2: like to hear the tape. Like, I... Because I, in my mind, it is one of two ways. It's either blatantly aggressive or it's like the most low stakes sort of thing where maybe the lady or the person i don't know who the dispatcher was but the person was like i can't understand you i cannot hear you uh please talk louder or something like that you know just just completely obtuse to whatever the situation was if
1: you're that obtuse Mm -hmm. you cannot be a That's not a job for you. You should be
2: able to text nine one one.
1: You should, but this like like I could imagine there I mean, there are plenty of times where you and I are talking on the phone, something's going out, and we're like, like, Can I hear you? All right, I can't hear you, I'm gonna hang up, right? But if you called me and you're like, oh, I'd be like, I can't hear you, but I wouldn't hang up because I'm assuming if you're whispering, then that must be for a reason. It's important because why else would, uh, when people call you on the phone, on average, they're not whispering. So why would you think to even be exasperated or frustrated instead of calming, even just saying, ma'am, I cannot hear you. Can we just stay on the phone until you can get somewhere else? Just stay on the line with me. I'm gonna send someone to your area code, whatever. Um, but I, I feel like it must have been bad enough if they put the person on leave because they had to hear it. They said they weren't gonna release the tape until it's finished, but they have would have had to have heard some of it.
2: Yeah, I, um, I just don't. I just. I want to hear it. I do want to hear it. Like, I just want to hear it. I hope that it's not
1: as bad. I really do hope that it's it's a miscommunication, Mm -hmm. that, of course, the woman being in a a distraught state um, just thought that the woman was, or the person was uh, being, excuse me, being rude, and it wasn't the case. Because I would be very disappointed and disgusted to learn that our first responders are not responding in a way that's gonna like could possibly save lives yeah
2: um i told you that my mom was a police dispatcher right yeah you did okay uh but now she works for the government um so shout out to her
1: shout out maurice's mom oh and shout out to maurice's uncle Thank you for listening. Thanks for listening. What up? What up? Um. All right. This is this is kind of good news. Um. But three reps. Um. In the House of Representatives, uh, Representative Colin Alfred of Texas, Greg Greg Stanton of Arizona, and Sheila Sheila Jackson Lee of Texas, have introduced a resolution. To get Brittany Griner freed from Russia, I mean, this is really, really important because it's been more than ninety days at this point that she's been locked up. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember, like, in the beginning, where they were like, "We can't really make a big stink out of it," but people have because you poll just did a uh, toll, a poll a you poll you poll you gov just did a poll. Okay. Um, asking people what they thought about this situation, and forty-seven percent said they are concerned about her detainment, which is up forty-two uh, percent from March when she went in. Um, I just actually was on uh, a call on Monday, um, with you know some other with some people just f- talking about what can we do to help get her released? Like, what things can we um talk about? Send prayers, meditations. What? Who can we run to to get her out? Because yes. it's really... There's so many layers to this as to why I think she's... I feel like my main thing is that she's a pawn in both Russian and American relations. If she... There's so many layers of her... I
2: didn't do this as a joke. I just thought this was appropriate. How? Because... How? That's the name of the song. How? It's it's the name of the song.
1: How? It's Do the, you see what I have to deal with? I am not... Do see, you see what I have to deal with? Everything would have been fine, and everything would if have been If I okay. didn't notice that you were playing this Akon song in the background? No, if you just want to let it rock. Just let it go. I want to let you go soon. <laughs> <laughs> anyway... um Sheila Jackson You even said
2: that They won't let her out So
1: Sheila Jackson Said We must move This legislation Forward As we continue To work with The administration Specifically the State Department And hostage negotiator mm-hmm. For the successful Return of Brittany Greiner and Paul Whelan As we pray for Other Americans Held around the world Brittany Griner must be free, freed now yes. and deserves justice now. Agreed. Um, her wife, Sherelle Griner, said that her case needed to be on the forefront and that her release should be one of the highest priorities of her government. Uh, Yeah. They get, they let go. The, the other day, they did a, a, a prisoner swap. Yeah. And I'm not saying that none of those other people deserve to go. We don't know what they were there for. They could have been, whatever it is. But- why is it taking so long? Especially because for what she's being charged with, it's not like a murder or a theft or anything. It is a allegation that she had cannabis oil. Yes. And whether Brittany Griner smokes weed or not, I think that she's been going to Russia long enough that she would understand what things she can and cannot bring there. It just seems fishy. Like, not to say that it couldn't have happened. The whole thing just seems fishy. And... Just really, really want her out of prison. Yeah. To be honest,
2: yeah. So uh, free, free freer. free my girl Brittany.
1: Like, no, that's it. That's it. Just yeah, free my girl. Um. Okay, this is. I'm really curious what you're gonna think about the situation because okay. I feel like it's very polarizing, and it's a bit disappointing. Mm-hmm. Um. But depending on where you're looking at it from. But um, the AP, um, Aaron Morrison at the AP wrote a really good article um, about Black Lives Matter um, and their assets. Because I don't know if you read about a few weeks ago, there was a whole controversy because um, people had found out that the organization had purchased a $6 million home in L.A. Mm -hmm. They had said it was for um, basically kind of like, you know, you ever heard of Soho House? Yes. Where, like, all the creatives live and stuff? Yeah. It was, like, supposed to be that, but, like, for activists to be able to come work, host events, do things, create, um, so they wouldn't have to go otherwhere. Like, uh, something that I think is useful for the community. Um, so people were upset about that because they found out how much it was. And there have been rumblings in, and, not, and I'm not, I'm taking the the super conservative All Lives Matter people out of it. Yes. But there have been rumblings of people who were not satisfied with what Black Lives Matter was doing with their funding. Yes. Um, Last year, I believe, Tamir Rice, his mother, she um, spoke out against, like, Sean King, Tamika Mowry, the Black Lives Matter organization, because she was like that she... And other families have not received any money. Um, you know, she's dealt with uh, being unhoused. She's had others happening, of course, because of the fact that her child was murdered and the video was streamed mm-hmm. everywhere. And then she had to deal with people saying it was her child's fault. So, I Ugh. mean, there's there's layers of how, why this, this woman may not have always been in the best headspace to... Um, you know, pick herself up and, and, and get things done or whatever the case may be. But she needed help. She wasn't getting it. She hasn't gotten it. So she had wrote an expose. Um, but the Black Lives Matter movement, they have filed tax di- documents with the IRS. Mm-hmm. And it says that they are worth uh, tens of millions of dollars. I believe it's $42 million in assets in total. Um, majority... Um, is like a lot of it's from donations. They had different grants. Um, it says that they invested thirty-two million dollars in stocks from the ninety million it re- they received in donations in twenty twenty-two. Mm-hmm. Um, that uh, the foundation has a operating budget of four million. Uh, they spent six million dollars on the compound. Mm-hmm. Um, it's always a fucking compound.
2: Yeah, I, I hate I hate that word and when they use it. Or, or when anybody uses it, because it, it it reminds me of
0: cults.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, true. Um, and so, um, currently there's no executive director or in house staff. Um, and some nonprofit experts said that the foundation is operating like a scrappy organization with far fewer resources. Mm-hmm. Um. And some others said that black-led charities usually face uh, unfair scrutiny in, um, you know, the white phil- philanthropic space. Mm-hmm. Um, but one. Uh Brian Mitchendorf, who's a professor of accounting at Ohio State University, who has expertise in nonprofits and their financial statements, said it comes across as an early startup nonprofit without substantial government governance structure in place. That got a huge windfall. People are going to be quick to assume that mismatch reflects intent whether there's anything improper here that is another question but whether they set themselves up for being criticized i think that it certainly is the case because they didn't plug a bunch of gaps and so some of those gaps are like they are they have spent oh let me find it it was a lot uh, they've spent like millions of dollars giving the money to um different uh donating to the to the families um and to ah found it okay it says that nearly 26 million dollars or 70 percent of their expenses were grants to organizations and families um but then on the flip side something that I think is not going to be very easy for them to um kind of get from under is that they paid consultants to work for the nonprofit, which is not ab- abnormal. Nonprofits use consultants all the time. However, they paid one consultancy nine hundred and seventy thousand. Mm-hmm. It's called Trap Hills LLC, and it was founded by Dam- Damon Turner, who is uh, Patrice Collier's uh, child, the father of her child. Mm-hmm. Um, they were produ- hired to produce live events and provide other creative services. Mm-hmm. Um, And then they paid $840,000 to Collier's Protection LLC, which is a security firm run by Paul Collier's, Patrice's brother. Um, Now, the AP says because the BLM movement is known for vehemently protesting law enforcement organizations, the foundation felt its protection could not be entrusted to former police professionals who typically run security firms, according to Bowers. Um, and said that the foundation sought bids for other security contractors, um, and that I think is something they're gonna have to explain. Because remember a few months ago when when Adams came up as mayor and he announced that his brother was gonna be the how, whatever like the chief of police or whatever like that. Yeah, and we were just like, houseway Because what what do you have to what what? What is the word? Experience. Yes. Does your brother have in these things? Yes. So I understand the security firms, because I think that is something where if you're gonna if you want your company to be secure, you don't wanna deal with police officers and your brother has a security firm. I think that makes sense. Even honestly, the having paying your child's father if he has a organization that produces live events, let's do that. But my question is did they have these organiz- these companies prior to you? Like, what is their expertise in this? Yes, because I don't necessarily think that it's wrong for you to keep working the family. Um, I think that's a very normal thing, especially in the Black community. It's like if you know somebody, I'm gonna. My cousin has this yeah. company. Why wouldn't I want to like keep the business in our um, community or in our family? Yeah. But I think that when you are a big organization like that, you need to have more checks and balances. Yes. And you can't you can't allow even the look of impropriety because there's so many eyes on you and because of the fact that, like, there are still people who are uh, needing help mm-hmm. and haven't gotten it. Tamir Rice, his mom, is one of them. So is the reason why she wasn't getting the money... Because you didn't have the proper resources, why didn't you have the proper resources? Why didn't you have the structure? Did you get a nonprofit expert to give you guys any sort of classes or whatever? Because I know running nonprofits is a lot, a lot of work. Yes, it There's is. There's so much that goes into it, yes. and I, it, I think that, and when Black Lives Matter started, like when it first, like they first came up with it, like 2013. And then when Mike Brown 2014 was when everything really kind of took off. Yeah. And I don't know what these women were doing prior, like what their jobs were. Cause I like, I honestly can't remember. Mm-hmm. But for you to automatic for you to just be inundated with all that money, mm-hmm. you do need a lot of help. Um and but they also, I mean, they've been doing good things. They gave um the BL twelve BLM chapters, received grants for up to Mm -hmm. $500,000. Trayvon, uh, the family foundations that were created in honor of George Floyd and others killed by police and vigilantes um, each received $200,000. The Michael O.D. Brown, We Love Our Sons and Daughters Foundation, run by Michael Brown's mother, um, Leslie McSpadden got a multi-year grant of $1.4 million and they received the first of that grant, the $500,000 of that in 2021. So, this is not, to me, a a confirmation that they were um, misappropriating funds. Mm -hmm. I think the word would more be like Misuse of funds, mm-hmm, mismanagement, mismanagement. Yeah, because I don't think there, I don't, I can't say that there was definitely a uh, malicious intent. Yeah. But like, I've worked in places where people do not spend the money to get the resources that you need to execute. And yeah. when you don't do that, because for whatever reason you think you could do it all on your own, things slip through the cracks and then, you know, You could land in a problem. So, I hope that, because at this point, I believe it's only Patrice is the. I think that she's the only one who is still really involved. If I can, if I'm sure, Um, or maybe that's yeah. Patrice Collier's, I think, is the main one who's still like working with them because the other two women have gone off to do um, like other like social justice projects.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so I just hope that this is not overshadow the good work that they are doing. Right. right. That there's a new leadership may need it like reformative justice. It's not that you you did something that maybe not was great. That doesn't mean we should kick you out. It's that we can figure out how to reform, how to get you accountable and move forward. And I hope that happens because honestly, I mean, I think that we need it. Yes, I agree um okay um i have one last thing Mm -hmm. to share with you sure um and it's really gross yes governing yourself accordingly okay so you know how um elon musk is a a mega villain yes he is um, and you know how he has his SpaceX, I don't know, is SpaceX just the, is it the, it's the Aerospace firm. Okay, sorry. Yeah. He has the Aerospace firm, space, SpaceX. Mm-hmm. Um, he
2: shot his penis-shaped uh, rocket into the space. All right.
1: And speaking of penis, um, there's a flight attendant who was paid $250,000 settle a sexual misconduct claim against monks, Musk in 2018. Um, she said that he exposed his erect penis to her, rubbed her legs without consent, and offered to buy her a horse in exchange for an erotic massage. I mean, why I'm would sorry. I need... What am I going to do sorry. with a horse? Timeout. out.
2: Time out. Time out. A horse. Yeah. Did you ever watch that one episode of The Boondocks where... Um, Little uh, the little girl is, has the lemonade stand, and the and Onceler offers to give her one pony if she if he buys the lemonade stand essentially and makes yeah. her work and d- does all this child labor and yeah. all this other stuff. It's. it's only a child would want a fucking pony. Yeah. So why are you offering ponies to a grown-ass woman?
1: And also... Or a horse.
2: I don't care. In my mind, it's a fucking pony. Horses
1: are expensive. Yes, they are. They're expensive to keep. It's not a They're cat. expensive to feed. They're not a dog. Like, you can't just have a horse. Who's going to put the freaking shoes on the horse? I'm not doing that. You need to have, like, a stable. There's a whole thing. Why would I want a horse? Like, that's just ridiculous. But, I mean, he's a ridiculous person. Yeah. Um,
2: Apparently, he's he's he puts the dick in ridiculous.
1: Allegedly, allegedly, this took place in 2016. Um, She told another uh, a friend, and um, she says that when she after taking the flight attendant job, she was encouraged to get licensed as a masseuse so she could give Musk massages. And it was during one of the massages in the private gal- cabin on his uh, Gulfstream g 6550 er that um, he pulled a you know, proposition to her to have sex. Um, when uh, Business Insider emailed him, was like, can you give us a comment about this? He said that there's a lot more to the story. If I were inclined to engage in sexual harassment, this is unlikely to be the first time in my entire 30-year 30, 30 career that it comes to light. Polite, politically motivated hit piece, which I'm not surprised at his, his response because this week he came out that he's joining the Republican Party because oh, the Democrats God. are mean to him and that he shouldn't. We shouldn't be surprised about like a hit move. And honestly, he probably knew the story was coming out. Yeah, and just wanted to you know
2: just you know be in the do party a Trump where uh, all the sexual allegations are. Home. Yep. Okay, yep. so, so he's right at home. He's right at home, right in the Republican Party. Oh, this is gross.
1: It says that when the flight attendant, uh, she can't. He, he asked her to come to his room during a flight in late 2016 for a full body massage, and when she got there, he was completely naked except for a sheet covering the lower half of his body. And during the massage, he exposed his genitals and then touched her and offered to buy her a horse if she would, quote-unquote, do more. Ugh. Disgusting for a horse, come on! I mean, I don't like. I'm not for a horse. Yeah, for a
2: horse. That's what is. I mean, this whole thing is disgusting as it is. But I can't get off the fact that like he's offering up ponies like their currency. You know, it's how many fucking horses does he have? You know what?
1: I'm about to Google how many he horses? probably has. Steve Elon Musk in his hat, apartheid? Yeah. Um, Land In South Africa Um, But I feel really bad for this woman Allegedly after she said no to him um, Her shifts were cut And She said she felt like she was being punished For refusing to prostitute herself Um, Oh wow
0: All
2: I had to do was say how many horses does Elon Musk And then uh, Elon Musk have uh, Elon Musk own Elon Musk drive Wow
1: Ugh. Her friend said that the um, the her superiors encouraged Tesla
2: lures workers with wild horses. So this is a trend.
1: Okay. Are you? Can I finish reading? No, I'm. I'm telling you that this is a thing. That he just has wild, wild horses. He's he's offering fucking wild horses to everybody. Apparently. Okay. Well, it's crazy. Her friends said they encouraged her to get licensed as a masseuse on her own time on her own dime. They implied that she would get to fly more often if she were to do this because she'd be able to give Elon proper massages. I thought this was kind of strange because you weren't hired to be a masseuse. You were hired to be a flight attendant. And if Elon Elon likes massages, then he should be paying for you to go to masseuse school. But she was just so happy and eager to have the job and be able to travel. And I understand that. Mm -hmm. Because I'm sure he was probably paying like a, it probably was a good amount, especially for a flight attendant. Those jobs, if you're like a, say say if you're like working on Spirit, that's going to be paying you a different amount than if you're on Delta or than if you're doing private flights. Um, But this is just really gross. And him saying, uh, in my 30 years, no one's ever accused me, I actually had an argument with another old man about this um, not too long ago because I was talking about Cuomo and his allegations, and the person was like, "Oh well, uh, the I don't know if I believe I'll put any stock in those allegations because no one said anything before, and he's you know been in politics a long time and people know what happens when you work in these sort of spaces. And I'm like, there's no, there's never a time when I'm gonna go to work and expect to be harassed, I, no matter how big or small the harassment is. And someone being having a career for decades and not anyone coming out means nothing. Weinstein has been harassing and raping people for literally decades. So, expect, Cosby, we could, the list goes on. So, just because someone Regardless of how much money they make, who they are, how attractive they are, who they, who, what their uh, standing is in the community, they could absolutely be a notorious harasser, and maybe no one says anything. People in their community may not say anything, but people might know what's happening or have thoughts. There are plenty of people. I like. I remember at my uh, high school, there were several people who. I knew that we all would talk about as being creepy yeah and nobody would like say say it out loud or say names yeah. but I there if if there was some allegations coming out I wouldn't be surprised
2: yeah and the women's Facebook uh, group the comedian uh women's Facebook group they had like a couple known like predators mm-hmm. that, that, you know just letting people hey like keep an eye out because mm-hmm. this guy he's. Uh, at this show, like mm-hmm. and he's a known creep, he's a known, uh, you know, pervert or something. Yeah, like that,
1: you know? don't have to have, like, just especially if you have money, it makes it even worse. If you have money, if you have power, like, people are not going to put themselves out to get harassed. Yeah. And if someone is coming out about these things, the likelihood that they are lying is very small. Yes. Like, I've never, I personally have never heard of one person. Who has just t- made an allegation and was lying about it? Yes. So, fuck you, Elon Musk. Fuck
2: you. And, and I all hope that 50, Tesla. 50,000 of your wild horses. I
1: hope that Tesla stock plummets to zero and you can't buy Twitter. Yeah.
2: Tesla is touting wild horses as a perk of working at the Giga Factory in Nevada. Ain't that surprising?
1: What am I going to do with a horse? <laughs> if you don't have a stable, what are you going to do? You have to have lots of barrels and barrels of hay. Yes. You have to brush them. You have to groom them in different ways. That mm. I don't know how. You got to put the horseshoes on them. You got to give them. What are them- you going to do with a horse, even if you have a ho- Like,
2: are you going to race it? Like, are you going to, uh, you know, like, mate it out to stud or whatever God, like I that? Gross. So gross. I don't know. Like, I don't know what anybody does with a horse other than, like, To be rich
1: and gallop with it. You know what I mean? I mean, I would love to own a horse. I love horses. They're great. But you need space and time and money to have them.
2: I would just, it'd be, I don't know why, but it'd be hilarious if you had a horse in your apartment. Shut up. Just, I could just imagine it there near the bookshelf. (laughs)
1: You know what, at that time, we need to, (laughs) we're we're taking a break. Uh, Yes. BRB.
2: Yes, we'll be right back with more of the Black and Snurdy Podcast.
0: You're listening to the Black and Snurdy Podcast. it takes, I know I will see it through. Mm -hmm. If I hold on, Mm -hmm. if I do, I know I will make it through.
1: Be the, be the best, the best that I can be. These words I say to you, whatever it takes. Uh, uh, yeah. I know, I know, I know, ah, I know I can make it
0: through.
2: Watching so much Degrassi <laughs> and in honestly, the last few weeks. And now I'm at the point where I'm watching episodes I've never seen before. Yes. Like in the story, okay. This is, shout out to everybody who watched Degrassi growing up. And shout out to those of y'all who stayed and watched the series after JT got stabbed. Because I know I turned it off.
1: I stayed. But not, I don't think I stayed. I stayed a bit into this. But I feel like the season we're on now, like was it season 8? We were already in college. Yeah. And I couldn't really get then.
2: Oh uh, yeah, that's right. Uh, so it Howard, just kind of fell
1: off. How, somehow, they, for
2: some reason, they got HBO, but they wouldn't give us the. We edge. had so many random channels. Yeah, it was it was fucking random. We uh, had VH1, Soul, but we didn't.
1: <laughs> it was like it was just so <laughs> random in the dorms, which yeah. ones we had.
2: Yeah, um, but yeah, now I'm at the se- season where the, they, you know, discovered a cyberbullying, and uh, the kid has Aspergers, and. Uh, now there's another, uh, I'm gay and I'm in the closet, uh, <laughs> storyline. But his whole thing is that he's like macho gay in the storyline mm-hmm. instead of like Marco just so being like regular straight or whatever. What'd you say? So he's trade. Yeah, yeah. Wait, Marco's trade? No, the new guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Come of to say, like, that's not how. That word works, I don't think. <laughs> um, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, uh, he's, And he's taking steroids in order to make it so that he can like women again or some oh stupid shit. Like, I don't know. Uh, uh, and these kids, God bless them, they're doing the best that they can, but they do Are not they? have what it takes to match the original cast. I mean... In hindsight, Jimmy <laughs> Drake was like should have gotten some sort of golden globe for this <laughs> in, in comparison to like the later seasons. Yeah. You know what I mean? And Spinner's ass is just like still there. I wonder if Spinner is like ends up being there for the entirety of the time.
1: I would say I everywhere mean, else would he's gonna go.
2: I I mean like he, he just got declined for uh, for police academy. So, he at least has a whole more year left, and he's dating Jane. That's
0: true. Yeah, so...
2: Yeah, Degrassi talk. Um, But we're not here to talk about Degrassi. We're here to talk about our mental health issues. Um, Each week, we check in with each other in our mental health journeys. We are advocates, not experts, when it comes to the field of mental health, and... Yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> you want to start us off?
1: Um. Chica. <laughs> what was that? I don't know. <laughs> what did you say, chica? Yeah, I said chica. Why did you say chica? I don't know. Sometimes, sometimes shit just comes out of my mouth, and I, I don't know. know why. I know. Yeah. Um, okay. So, this week, or, yeah, this week, Uh, I would say... Well, I had therapy today, which was really good, Um, and um, that was uh, illuminating. We were having conversations about uh, like trusting people with my emotions um, and what people I trust with them and what people I don't. Um, The list of people I don't is obviously- Very long. Thank you, Captain Obvious.
2: Yeah, it's a it's a long list. I'm I'm just letting you know
1: that I know as well. Well you know what? I'm going to tell her that I'm taking you off the list of people I do trust with my emotions. Oh. Okay? I'm gonna I'm gonna text her right now. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna reduce my already small list to even smaller. Since you wanna be a little snarky pants.
2: So what I heard was that I was on the list at all. And that's so sweet. Oh God. And that's exactly what I'm going to remember. I'm not going to remember <laughs> anything else. Everything else is just blacked out. I'm drinking. It's so. <laughs> like,
1: oh, I made the list. Cool. Um, But I think that I just, I don't know if this is nature or nurture. Uh, Oof. But I think it's a mixture of both mm-hmm. because I feel like a, Growing up, you know what, when you're a kid, I don't know if your parents told you this, but I feel like this is a pretty standard black household, um, especially for our parents' generation, of like, you know what happened in this house stays in this house? Yes. Um, and because for me, I mean, I think that things about ADHD that are a little stressful at times are the, like, oversharing and or not always think, be, not always, like, your, you know, like your executive functions, they are meant to be able to see the future. Or not see the future, but to be able to predict what could happen in the future if you do something. Yes. And it's not to say that I don't do that. I have anxiety. So I'm always thinking of 10,000 ways that things could go wrong. Mm-hmm. But sometimes in the heat of the moment, I might not necessarily realize, oh, this thing I'm going to say or do is going to have a negative impact. I'm just like quick to do something. I'm impulsive. Yes. Um And as a kid, of course, it was even worse because you're a little kid and you're really not thinking. So I think at a young age, I just really, because I didn't want to get in trouble, (laughs) which has always been my, if something is going to get me in trouble, I'm not doing it. I would hazard to guess that you
2: got in trouble either one too many times as a kid or maybe there was one defining moment where you got in trouble that really scarred you and fucked you up to the point where now you're terrified of being in trouble in any way, shape or well, form, even though we're adults and it's very rare for, and you're not committing crimes. You know what I mean? So well, it's not like anybody's going to, you know, you're in, you're in trouble. Uh, 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 shake their finger at you or anything like that. Unless it's like, just random social interactions. And even then, that's not trouble. That's like you you misspoke or you had a boo-boo or something like that. Well, I, I think know.
1: that what you said is actually um, it, it harkens back to um, ADHD because children with ADHD receive, I think it's like 45 critiques to every one that like a neurotypical child. Mm-hmm. Will receive, um, and that doesn't always mean like because it it all, it doesn't always uh, manifest in kids the same way. It may not be that the child is like um, constantly running around the room or something or being very chatty. They could just be like very like lost in space. Um, and I did get like you know a lot of critiques as a kid because I was doing things that would be like, "What are you going on?" Like, and never having any rhyme or reason to why I was doing it. It just happened. And there's, like, something called RSD, which is Rejection Sensitivity Dis- Disorder or Dysphoria. I think it's disorder. Um, and it's, like, I don't think it's just... It's not just ADHD that people um, who have this, um, but it's, like, any critique, it, it's, like, painful. Um, like, critiques, uh, people yelling at you, being... Um, you know, getting in trouble, those things just feel really strong. And so that's why I do, that's why I don't like confrontation. I don't want to have an argument with someone mostly because I like, I don't feel like arguments are necessary. Mm -hmm. Um, But that sort of the, the kind of like physical pain that arguments cause me and the anxiety that they cause me and Mm -hmm. how long it takes me to be able to, uh, decompress from those sort of situations has always like once I, I got to the point where I could I guess figure out like this is something I should do and this is something I shouldn't I just began overthinking and withdrawing and not withdrawing I think in, in other ways because I think that most people who know me would say that, like, I talk a lot, that I'm very, like, bubbly, and and probably they know a lot about me. But in reality, they don't really know that much about me. They know very uh, surface-level things Mm -hmm. and anything that would probably be public information. Um, And then, like, you know, I might throw in an anecdote or something, but there are very few people who really know the depths of of things that have happened to me in the past or... um, but even, like, if I'm in having a very, like, difficult emotion, uh, they wouldn't know um, because I think a lot of people, only person in my life, who, well, there's probably, like, two people in my life who do not see me as a robot. Um, my best friend, Lauren, and my older sister, um because they know that my true personality is not robotic I'm a very emotional person mm-hmm. um in all I, I, I my emotions span all the the feelings wheel mm-hmm. um but because so often that was looked at upon or got me in trouble or something or you know critiqued I just no longer share my feelings mm.
0: uh,
2: but I will say this though, like, it'll be a glorious day when you get to the point when you can feel free to emote on your own.
1: I mean, I do. I emote. don't
2: believe you the I way your voice do. got high pitched as I emote, a motherfucker.
1: I do emote. I do. I do. Just not. I don't feel that it is necessary. necessary.
2: To do that on your own, by yourself, even. it's Of course, it's not necessary, but it can feel good.
1: I don't enjoy crying. I don't enjoy um, feeling sad or angry. I don't enjoy those things, so I don't. It's but there's not, a catharsis to it. Uh, not for me. Because those things don't go away. I'm just going to be sad the whole time. I'm just going to continuously be sad. If I'm, like, my, I have very intense emotions. Mm-hmm. I do not want to be, I would much rather be intensely happy than be intensely sad. Because if I'm, I will stick with whatever that emotion is, continue it on. And I feel like there are time appropriate, there are appropriate times and spaces where I will be Emotional in a sad way. But I don't think that there is anything.
2: Doesn't necessarily have to be a funeral for you to.
1: Yes, I know that.
2: To allow yourself the room and the space to feel. This is the
1: thing. I can feel things on my own by myself. Mm -hmm. But I do not really like to bring up how I'm feeling Mm -hmm. or about things or bring up stuff that's happened because more often than not, people are, in my experience, people are going to disappoint me in the way that they respond. Mm -hmm. And I would rather not be disappointed by the people in my life.
2: Okay. But what I'm talking about is less about bringing people into your, uh, emotional sphere but allowing yourself to be able to emotionally express yourself by yourself with yourself
1: oh well, i mean i there's do a, that when i'm by myself yeah. i have a range of emotions i like by myself i be i'm very angry i'm very sad i'm very whatever, whatever the thing is because i'm by myself and there's no one to distract me from the emotion or to be looking at me weird or to tell me I should calm down or I'm overreacting, et cetera, et cetera. I just have the emotion. When I'm with other people, I don't need I don't feel the need to do that. Now my therapist, we are talking about what that means to not trust others with your feelings. And it is it does feel a bit lonely sometimes Mm -hmm. to talk to people and know that they aren't listening or paying attention Mm -hmm. to what you have to say because what they're doing is more important to them.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Hence why (laughs) I keep things to myself because I like to have people's full dedicated attention when I'm talking to them. And most often that does not happen. So I would much rather keep it to myself.
2: Right, right.
1: Um, but now, I I've, know that
2: was pointed at me.
1: I didn't say you're the only. This is again. <laughs> you could literally never be a spy. You literally couldn't <laughs> because you make it. You make everything so hot. Nobody asked you to I'm make observations. About, I'm all about transparency. No, and there's no need for you to make observations. Just continue on mm-hmm. with what we're talking about
2: mm-hmm. uh yeah, well, I can do both. <laughs> I can be transparent and I can continue to talk about what we've been talking about.
1: Can you please do your thing, your part my my part in you're all. you're impacting my mental health right oh now.
2: boy um uh well, this has been a very stressful week uh for me. I have to um. I had a lot of work that wore me down, a lot of, uh, I was tired this week.
1: You didn't get all your naps in?
2: I did not get all my naps in. I did not get enough sleep. uh, Just doing a lot of work. Uh, Every two months or so, I have this cycle where I have to review my, um, Employees.
1: Mm. big man has employees.
2: Yes. Yes, I am a big man, and yes, I do have employees. Um, but because it's on top of other work, it becomes a tedious affair that I then have to wait for everybody else to, you know, drag their feet to get back to me on. And it just uh, stretches things out in a way that makes it hard for me to... Uh, Focus on anything else, quite frankly. And I was finally able to get everything done today for Monday. Um, This is especially stressful because I have a big weekend coming up. Uh, I'm going to be going out on...
1: (laughs) Viva Atlantic City!
2: I'm going to be going out on the first of many vacations for the summer. Many is a bit of a stretch i think the next one is just dc and then the next one is baltimore that's it like you know
1: that's a vacation
2: yes anyhow um i gotta start planning that out too so uh this week i haven't really had i know that last time we checked in i was saying that i'm supposed to uh be thinking about the next uh things that i'm gonna be talking about it with my therapy my therapist and i haven't really had a chance to do that.
1: Are you still seeing her on Sunday or is it next Sunday?
2: It's next Sunday. Not this Sunday. It would be the Actually, i think it's going to be the Sunday of June 1st. Mhm. Um just because she has something going on the following Sunday. Mm-hmm. So uh or June 5th because the beach is June 4th, i believe, right? Yes. Yes. So um yeah, i'm looking forward to uh, Really figuring out what it is that I'm going to be honing in on next. Um,
1: well, let maybe, it come to you. Maybe uh, when I
2: get some downtime.
1: Yeah, you have a lot yeah. of time to think about things. You have a drive you're going to be on, going mm-hmm. back and forth. Just take some time. I got to imagine
2: I'm going to be asleep, knocked out in yes. the fucking car. Yes, I don't know what
1: you thought you would have been doing besides that.
2: Because I, I absolutely, like, I, I can't, I'm... I'm not old enough to not appreciate a long drive. And maybe it's because I don't have a car, maybe it's because I don't have the ability to drive a car. <laughs> so I can't like switch off or anything like that. But um yeah, I just I just feel useless. Like I I had a long car ride with my dad and it felt like pulling teeth us having conversation. And normally we the conversations are free flowing, but then it's like after a while like, there'd just be dead silence, and there's nothing wrong with dead silence, but, you know, like, ugh. just in a car, you're trapped. There's nowhere to go. Just look like, out you know. the window. Yeah, I'd be looking out the window. I'd be saying, no, take say, a nap. Get in car
1: safe. Well, you don't. Well, yeah. That I can't, a, no, I, you,
2: can't, you can't take a nap if you're riding shotgun. I take a nap but I'm riding shotgun. You are the worst. <laughs>
1: Not yes. I, listen if it's late at Even night I I
2: understand that when you're riding shotgun your responsibility if it's late is at night, the radio like
1: I will not change the music go to sleep I will not I will I will do my best not to go to sleep I could ne- put me in a car and I'm going to sleep Yes put me in a car and I'm me going in to a, sleep Put too. me in a moving vehicle and I'm going to fall asleep I
2: have learned my lesson not all moving vehicles deserve my uh trips to the sandman because <laughs> I fell asleep on trains and got robbed. I fell asleep. When did you get robbed?
1: <laughs> what oh, on wait. trains? I feel like you've told this before. Yes, I yeah. What did you get robbed of? Your headphones? Yeah, my headphones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I have. That's never happened to me. Thank God. Well, g- 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 good for you. I yeah. Thank you. Um, but I think that you're gonna have a great time. Mm-hmm. And I think this is a good time for you to relax, get some downtime, think about what you want to talk about. You never know. Yeah. Um anything else um, no that's pretty much it okay good I have um, there was something uh, I saw a video on this and I wanted to ask you if you've ever heard of something called avoidant personality disorder
2: um, avoidant
1: personality disorder mm-hmm. does
2: that just mean what it says like there's a if, if you I mean, as a I'm person tell you
1: what it means.
2: Uh, okay, well, I'm using context clues. Uh, I no, I have not heard of a. Avo- no, I have not heard of avoidant uh, protective disorder, whatever it's called. Uh, avoidant prosecute. Yes,
1: the avoidant prosecutor, prosecutor. disorder. Yeah. Yep. That's it. Yeah. Thank you. Turn on law and order, and you're going to see them chung, right chung.
2: up. <laughs>
1: okay.
2: Okay. What is? <laughs> what is this?
1: It's an enduring pattern of behavior. Related to social inhibition, feelings of inadequacy, and sensitivity to rejection that causes problems in work situations and relationships. The disorder is categorized by extreme shyness and sensitivity to criticism from others and is known as a cluster C personality disorder or one that involves anxious and fearful personality disorders. Um, It's usually associated with conditions like anxiety disorders, uh, social anxiety disorders, um, and people with it often have a fear of rejection or disapproval, which they experience as extremely painful. The disorder disorder affects about 2.5% of the population, with roughly equal numbers of men and women being afflicted. When I was reading, well, when I saw the video about this, I was just like, holy shit that me i Hmm. feel all these things uh the symptoms include a need to be well liked lack of pleasure in activities anxiety about saying or doing the wrong thing Mm. being a people pleaser avoiding making decisions avoiding intimate relationships or sharing intimate feelings the list goes on there's a lot of things there's a lot of things um but i was i was like wow that there's i mean of course i with anxiety so many things can overlap it's it's
2: hard for me to sit here and hear that you know list that you gave and not think well technically check 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 i guess um but i wouldn't say that you're avoidant i wouldn't say that you're avoidant because you leap head first and you won't sit down, you won't, you know, just fucking stay in your house. You didn't during the uh, uh, pergona. Uh.
1: <laughs> Again, I had a very very sick relative that I went. Okay, with. all right. You, I don't understand. You've been using that
2: excuse,
1: that's not okay? an excuse. That's where I went. Hmm. I wasn't going on leisurely trips to London.
2: Hmm. Where else did you go?
1: To see a friend whose mama sick.
2: Uh, and, and then where else?
1: Those are the two. I know places. of like three trips. That okay, you took. the last trip I took was I went to go to that movies pop up after. <laughs>
2: yeah, yep, you did. I
1: went to a movies pop up.
2: Yeah. Mm hmm. I'm just saying. That you can't be avoidant because you're. What are you? What are you avoiding?
1: I think that you're not listening to any of the things. I heard all of those things. It's and yes, t- talking I'll, about avoiding think, just people. I didn't say I'm avoiding others. It's just talking about avoiding. Didn't you hear any of the other things? I heard the things,
2: but I, what's what's upsetting me <laughs> is that this should be renamed because it's very misleading. <laughs> It's a very misleading thing. I heard all of the checks. Technically, if we're just going off of the checks that you just gave, uh, the list of there's things. A, there's
1: more on the list.
2: There's a lot of of basically the uh, almost all the things that you said. That's you to a fucking t almost. Um, I think there might have been one thing that you said that I was like, uh eh, not not really. Um, and it's and it's not sticking in my head right now because I'm so fucking flustered mm-hmm. by the word avoidant. What would you rather have it called? People pleasing disorder, people pleasing disease or not disease, but like people pleasing disorder makes a lot more sense uh, because you're not avoiding people. You're, you're actively seeking out um, people's approvals without having to do the, the, Hmm. How do I say this? You want people to like you without having to do all of the intimacy that comes with maintaining and nurturing uh, relationships, I would say. Like, you want people to just, like, take you as you are without having to, like, get into, like, all of the social nuances that comes with actually dealing with people on a day-to-day basis or even in a, a... relationship of any kind like whether it be romantic business uh platonic familial like all that stuff causes you agita but you want people to just like say oh Odie, i like Odie. Odie is fun and vivacious and all these other things like that like so in that regard yeah i think i think this is i think this is you if there are other things on this list that you didn't uh say that like don't match up. That's one thing. But like the six or seven things that you said, like out of the six or seven, like five of them. I'm there's like a lot of them.
1: Yeah. Uh, anyway, I thought this was very interesting because uh, I think that there are. I think
2: I have touches of it too.
1: I mean, there's lots of the like. There's so many things here. Um, because I, cause I
2: want, I want people to like me.
1: Yeah, I mean, I want people to like me, but more so, I think that trusting people to, al- to allow me to be my full self mm-hmm. without having to pretend that I'm different in some way and just being myself is not something that I find easily, uh, whether it's family, friends, romance, any of those things. People are, are picking and trying to, to shift things around and telling you you're doing something wrong. Um, and so, not having to deal with those situations makes me feel, uh, I guess, a bit safer in some ways. But I can't say that it is not doesn't makes lonely sometimes.
2: Yeah, which is cr- which is uh, almost catch twenty two because. You would feel more free not having to deal with all of these things, but you would feel lonely. But then you, ha- you know, surround yourself with all these people and you are anxious and stressed because you have to now deal with people.
1: Yes. And I love. I do love people. You know, like I love going to parties and and like enjoying those, but then there's also, there's always that part of me in the back of my mind when I'm at a party or I'm in some sort of interaction, whether it's one-on-one or not, where I'm like, Oh no, did I say the wrong thing? Is that person going to be mad at me? And those are a lot of those things are just general, generalized anxiety and all the, the things that come with being a person that has, that's neurodivergent and is constantly, you know, has been told you're saying the wrong thing or you're being weird or whatever the case may be. Um, but I think that finding this one and being able to uh, pinpoint things that I really identified with was definitely helpful, and or not helpful, but I just I liked I like having information, and so having information about things that I never heard about um, is helpful for me to kind of cope in situations, and hopefully, you know, someone if you are listening to this and you think that you might have avoidant personality disorder, go and talk to your doctor. Because there's also so many other things that it could be. Uh, like Related conditions are social anxiety disorder, dependent personality disorder, borderline personality disorder, substance use disorder, depression, and agoraphobia. Um, and those things are very serious and can... Definitely um, impact your quality of life. So, go to your doctor. Go find a doctor if you don't have one. And yeah, that's about it. That's all I got. Okay. Well,
2: that's been our uh, mental health check-in. Uh, it hasn't all been sunshine and
1: rain. There's been well, I mean, smiles has... and pain.
2: There's joy and pain. Whatever. <laughs> Here's our gripes.
1: Bringing it! What? We gripe it. We're not griping anywhere else. We gripe it. This is place for us to share. We gripe it. We ain't griping anywhere else. We gripe it. Ah, uh, ah, uh,
2: ah. Uh. Fuck you, COVID! Fuck! COVID for taking its glorious time with not going away. Look, I don't think COVID's going away ever anymore. I think we're just going to live with it, and it's just going to be one of those things where sometimes you'll plan something with a group of people, and then every now and then... One person will be like, I can't go anymore. Why? Because I have COVID. But then the question becomes, well, how did you get COVID? You knew this thing was coming up. (laughs) What did you do? Did you stay at home? Did you wear your mask? Did you just chill? No. Maybe you're one of those dumb motherfuckers on the train. Who are not wearing your mask and just coughing up a storm. This this little kid, this little kid and his mother uh, was sitting next to somebody. And the little kid just like his is face against the window looking yeah. at and everything like that just starts coughing without covering his mouth. The lady gets up and walks away and rightfully so. And then, and then, uh. You know, they they sort of stretch out a little bit, you know, now that they have the extra space. I swear to all of the moons and the mountains and the rivers. (laughs) If my plans for the summer get drastically changed because some... Motherfucker decided that they weren't going to wear their masks. They weren't going to quarantine. They weren't going to just chill for a little bit.
1: Just chill.
2: But instead go about things as if there's not a fucking pandemic, panorama, pandemonium, pancetta, porcupine. Running around still to this day, to this very day, to this day. I'm going to lose my fucking mind. So this is specifically for COVID and for the people catching it. I swear every single week on Slack, my office is like, yep. Uh, we're working from home today because somebody uh was positive for COVID who was in the office. And all I'm saying in my mind is just like, why won't you just stop going into that fucking office? Nobody told you guys to make renovations. <laughs> 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 they're They're even planning on uh, moving us to potentially like the 10th floor and just have like that entire floor. Oh wow, potentially. Potentially. I don't know if it's the 10th floor. It's it's one of the floors where it's like that entire floor Um, is basically like the floor. Yeah. You know? Because we need more office space. Because of all the people. Because of all of the people that we are hiring. Because by the end of the year, we are going to run out of space. For people. We're running low on space. So I'm asking you all to do the right thing. Mask
1: up. Mask on.
2: If you have not already, get your fucking boosters. Get your first one. Get your first booster. No, like your first shot. Yeah, get your first fucking shot. All right? And I'm not doing a fucking Hamilton reference when I say this. Get your
1: shot. I will not throw away my shot.
2: it i think so i might come back you might have to come back to me because i'm this has been this has been a i'm heated and this has been a long week for me
1: it has it has um so i um there's two things there's two uh things that made me angry this week um one of them is a video that I saw of our former president. He was at a speech at the George W. Bush Institute and this is what he was talking about, the war in Ukraine and et cetera, et cetera. This is is what he had to
3: say. In contrast, Russian elections are rigged. Political opponents
1: Okay, old man. Um,
2: Fucking uh, 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 Sigmund Freud. Is that
1: what people say when it's like a Freudian slip?
2: Freudian yeah. slip.
1: My issue is I don't know if he was doing that on purpose, that that making a joke on purpose, but he started making a joke afterwards, and I'm just like, why do you think that is in any way comical? Because I remember when you stole the election because we were in third or fourth grade. And I remember we were, no, I think we were actually in the fifth grade because I remember we held mock elections at Trinity and we were all like choosing who we were, you know, doing the whole thing, choosing who we wanted to be elected, learning about the electoral college, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I remember the day, you know, everyone went to vote and watching with my mom being so confused as to why Gore didn't get the popular vote and how we had to go through all this roll just to get the election stolen. And now look who we ended up with, Trump. And it's all your fucking fault, Bush. Imagine if we had Al Gore as president when 9-11 happened. This would have been a completely just different situation. Even whether we went to war, whether we went to, like, invade somewhere to find bin Laden or whatever the case may be it would have been him making tactical decisions not George Bush being uh having his strings pulled by Dick Cheney and his father and whoever else wanted to really be in that region to get oil and then us having to deal with literally a 20-year war for no reason and destabilizing a whole entire region creating more chaos and death and destruction and issues that we right now are having to deal with, because they decided they couldn't mind their business. Um, and I just think that people are making this whole uh, this whole like rebranding of George W. Bush, or George, what he's H W. Whatever George Bush, but the stupid, all the Bushes were terrible. But them trying to rebrand this one as some lovable, fun. He loves to paint in his house, and he's just cuddly and sweet. No. George Bush doesn't care about black people. Full stop. Doesn't matter how much he's trying to lust over Michelle and get in her panties every chance he sees her, he's still a terrible person. And there's no amount of rebranding that is ever going to change that fact. So everyone... Stop giving him money. He's already the president. He's already a wealthy white man. We don't have to pay any more attention to him. Just let him go into infamy and just leave us alone. Because I don't want any more of this. You have already destroyed so many people's lives. There are so many children who have been left behind because your stupid fucking uh, education system that you quote-unquote were creating. Just Enough, enough, enough. Enough. I don't want to hear any more about him. I don't want to talk about him. I don't want to see him. I'm just over the whole entire idea of the Bush family. Every time I have to see whatever Bush girl is on with Hoda on Good Morning America, I think it's Jenna Bush, Jenna didn't do anything wrong. She didn't do anything wrong besides be born a Bush. So I can't really, really dislike her or like want to hate her. But I can say that I hate the fact that we have to have the Bushes in our cultural zeitgeist when they have caused so much death and destruction and instability, not only in our country, but in the world. Um, And speaking of those who are pushing death and destruction, um, who are also... Idiots. (sighs) Idiots. <sighs> there is a currently there have been Senate hearings going on um, about the abortions because you know we spoke about this before. There are ple- places, people in this country who are trying to stop people from getting abortions, mm-hmm. and it's just been very shitty. Um, and Dr. Yashika Robinson, who's a board member of the Physicians for Reproductive Health and the director of the Alabama Women's Center, testified um, yesterday in front of the House Judiciary Committee to talk about abortion access and care. And um, she was questioned by Congressman Mike Johnson from Louisiana. And I just really want you to listen to the stupidity that doctors, and this is a black woman doctor, having to um, field questions from people who wouldn't even have passed the entrance exam to get into medical school. So uh, whenever you're
3: ready, DJ. Do you support the right of a woman who is just seconds away from birthing a healthy child to have an abortion? I think that the question that you're asking does not realistically reflect abortion care. In that scenario, would would you support her right to abort that child? I won't entertain theoreticals. It's not a theoretical, not ma'am. Reality. You're a medical doctor. I am a medical doctor, and that has never happened. Never in any happened any in your practice, care. ma'am. But it happens. If a child is halfway delivered out of the birth canal, is it permissible to have an abortion? Would you support the right for an abortion then? I can't even fathom that ever. I'm not asking happened. you if you can fathom it. If it occurred, would you support that abortion or not? That's unrestricted I can't abortion, right? It's a question that I can't imagine. I- Just like you probably can't imagine what you would do if your daughter was raped. If it hasn't happened, it may be difficult for you You're not going to answer this question, question? but how about this? Do you support the right of a woman who is just second?
1: So you see how she had to continuously ask him to give her a question that made sense. Continuously, continuously, continuously. And when she's fielded him with a question of, you're asking me these stupid things, I'm going to ask you something stupid as well. And he still couldn't answer, couldn't give any response. And that is just all that these Republicans do. They sit there like children, asking you stupid questions, giving you stupid responses, and then throwing tantrums when you don't respond in the nonsensical way that they want you to. I don't want to be here anymore. I want the aliens to come and just take us back. I was reading this article that was uh, talking about inferring if the Dogon tribe, and I can't remember. I think it's in there in Central Africa, um, and they are in the ethnic group of Kingdom of Dagbone in northern Ghana. Um. But there is a like a, a theory that they come from the uh, Sirius constellation, right? And they came here, however, many thousands of years ago, and have, you know, because of the things that are about them that are different than the other uh, other tribes of people that are near them, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I would like to say that I really want this conspiracy theory to be true, because that would mean we have um, a mothership that could come and take our asses off of here. Perhaps this is why we have been treated so poorly in this world, because we just were not meant to be here. And we're just waiting for our mothership to come and get us and bring us home away from these ridiculous reptilian aliens. Cuz there's really nothing else. There's nothing else else makes sense. You want to watch Battlestar Galactica after this? Of course this? you know I do. <laughs> of course I do. I was I started I was actually watching some Stargate this week because
2: you know how much oh, I love it. You yes, know. Of course, of course.
1: But I like watching shows like Stargate and the idea that we could have like other civilizations that are like us that are spread around the world or around the universes, uh, that I could go to that would be different than this, honestly, it's like my wet dream. Because this place is just a trash bag ass place. Yes it is. And I and it seems like we are it feels like we're in this kind of my mom used to always say when I was younger, the pendulum always swings from the left to the right. And when it goes too far to one side, it goes back to the other side. For cause balance, right? Yes. And it feels like right now we are searching for balance, but the conservative crazy people are still trying to hold on to the um, remnants of their hold on society. And when I say crazy people, not it's not just white folks. It's anyone who has had a unique privilege in this country that no longer Wants it to be taken away, and I think everyone needs to think about themselves and the privileges that they have. If you are a straight person, if you are an able-bodied person, if you are a Christian, if you, you know, are middle class, if you like, there's so many ways that we have privileges, and there's so many ways that our privileges um, are built on problematic, toxic uh, foundations. And in a world where people are currently trying to like burn all of those down I think there are so many people who are threatened by that but are now like digging in their heels yeah to keep the to not even just keep the world the way it was before but to like swing it into their favor so that only what they want or what they need is um cared about you and it sucks even if we were in a
2: dystopian future, which we are in a type of dystopian we right are. now. We couldn't even have, we're not even close to being able to overthrow the fucking powers that be and eat the rich and do no. all that shit. No. You know?
1: Because but look if they've I turned I nothing
2: more than to take every billionaire. Because billionaires should not exist. It should not. And just be like, oh, you reached a billion? All right, well, here's the lottery. And by lottery, I mean Cheryl Silverstein's the lottery, and we just throw a bunch of rocks at you. And then- Oh, I remember
1: <laughs> that story. <laughs> and then
2: all of your billions are disseminated to the American public.
1: Okay, but not Beyonce. Jay-Z, yes, but you can't take Beyonce. Fine.
2: If you're, if you're going to
1: well or rihanna or or oprah okay those three yeah i'm saving them yes yes cool. um yeah
2: we'll we'll save the the holy trinity of rihanna Beyonce, <laughs> and oprah yes the 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 bro the bro yeah the
1: bro okay you just <laughs> love
2: save making acronyms. that's your
1: favorite thing
2: yeah do. or what you want to say rob i don't want to say any of those things <laughs>
1: I don't want to to make up a name for them RBO I think that instead of us shelling them with um, rocks Mm. the lottery could be more so like you're going to be able to keep not from zero but like we're going to give you a good amount that you could be good for for a while like you could have one billion dollars because a billionaire because that means more than one billion so you could have one billion dollars the we we will give you, you know, X amount of maybe if you make a if you have a hundred billion dollars, we'll give you one billion dollar to live off every year, and then we'll give you like a five billion dollars and put it that in a uh, some sort of safety, you know, something as gets interest I feel for like, your family. I feel, no wait, time out, Cause I feel like if you get one, if you the minute that you hit one
2: billion. Automatically, half of that should go to.
1: Like, I'm gonna let those else. people keep their one billion, but once you get over that billion, that has to go into something. So else. it has. So it constantly has to stay at one billion. Yeah, like you can't go over that. Okay. You can do like you can make because I don't think I I feel so like, you're
2: okay with like multimillionaires running
1: around. Yeah, I mean, because I think that if we could mix socialism and capitalism together Mm -hmm. and probably like one of the other ones it's a system that could be a balance i don't i think that capitalism in the sense that you know you're working hard you're able to make money for yourself and build something for yourself is great And then I also think in socialism, the idea that you're building something and giving it back to your community and helping others is great. But I feel like we can merge the two. There's so much of the time I remember being in, you know, we're learning about all these different systems. And I would be hearing about them and they're all like, oh, capitalism is the best one. And I'd be like, "Nah, I don't really think so. I feel like it's not one or the other that's the best one. It should be more of a mixture of them because you got to take the tenants that are going to be good and all. Can we have socialized medicine, healthcare, education that actually is being funded and works? Like, maybe that's what the billionaires are putting their money into. The programs are going to help the world. They can still have their money. Like, if you're a billionaire, if you are consistently a billionaire and I'm just, like, consistently at, like, $120,000 a year, your life is still going to be completely different than mine you're not coming to the food pantry when you make a hundred, like, cause you have a $1 billion. You're still going to be astronomically wealthy. So after that billion dollars, your fund goes into the, the world money fund. Community and it,
2: chess or it, the or community free, chess, free parking.
1: And then everybody everywhere gets whatever they need. Cause we, there's no reason why anybody should have so much money. And, and there's so many people who don't like, when I was talking to my sister about the Black Lives Matter thing, and she was like, regardless of how much, like, what this is saying about them actually using the money, um, et cetera, et cetera, and, like, the fact that it wasn't just being, like, swindled, she could not uh, contend with the fact that you purchased a $6 million home and there are still people who are in very much need of that, of funds, like, whether they're unhoused, they are hungry, they they are not working, whatever the case may be. So you hoarding this money, even if it's just because you didn't have the good infrastructure, you hoarding the money is not helpful, nor is it doing anything to advance our community. So it's not that, I don't think that people shouldn't be able to buy nice things. I think that Black Lives Matter should be able to buy a house they want and have it be a space that everyone can use and you know maybe they live there and it could be nice i don't think just because you are doing something that's like a non-for-profit or a non-profit or whatever that you should be like living in squalor but with all this responsibility with all this money comes a great responsibility for your fellow person because we are not living in individual individuals into individualistic societies we are living in a community, a global community, and we have to act as such. And that's it.
2: I misspoke. It was Shirley Jackson's The Lottery, not Shel
1: Silverstein. Sure. Yeah, when you said Shel Silverstein, I was like, I remember reading that story, but I'm like, that doesn't sound like.
2: Yeah. Look, <laughs> I I I don't read uh, as nearly as many books as... Well, I was going to make a joke. I don't read nearly as many books as I should, realistically. So, uh, I don't know from authors, okay? Um, I said I... Wasn't. Shut up. I said I didn't make the joke. Anyhow. Um, so, pardon me for, for not knowing the correct person, but I still had the internet in order to figure it out. Um yeah is that everything That's as far it. as okay
1: yeah 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 mm-hmm.
2: yes uh all right well if that is everything then let's move on over to the things that made us happy
0: I'm-
1: Do you want to go first?
2: Yes. Um, So uh, I have my upcoming trip that Mm -hmm. I am excited for. I'm packed. It is a bachelor party for one of my pillars, Sam.
1: Let's go, Sam!
2: Yes. And uh, I hope I really, really hope that he enjoys his uh, bachelor party.
1: Me too. I think it's going to be really fun. You did a really good job planning it. You spent a lot of time. You did your research. And I think that you're going to have a great time. Yes.
2: Um, in addition to that, uh, I will say hearing that you have placed me on your list of people that you share your feelings with has made me happy. That made me happy to hear that. It it definitely warned the, the cockles of my heart and was like, oh, you know what? She's a good egg. That's a good one and uh it made me enjoy uh doing this podcast with you even more than i already do well thank you and uh as far as the rest of my week is concerned you know what else made me happy what? getting to finally finish my work and actually take a vacation mm-hmm. like normally pull the curtain back normally we would record this on a friday mm-hmm. but we're recording this on a thursday and you know what i don't have to work tomorrow so i don't mind
1: <laughs>
2: i'm not anxious about the department falling apart like uh, shout out to manny and kayla who uh, the other team members referred to as mom and pop? <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to y'all! Shout out to y'all! Shout out to the entire team: uh, Devin, Tramon, Josie, uh, Madison, Lita. Pretty sure I named everybody. Oh, Tristan as well. Shout out to y'all! Yay! And um, oh, and also I went to happy hour with my team, and it was a lot of fun. We went to Pioneers; it was a lot oh, of fun. I, I lost that pool. <laughs> But I also won at Jenga, so oh, won. A- okay. and it was like one of those big Jengas.
1: Well, that, that is kind of your game.
2: Yes, Jenga is my game. We're not playing it tonight. Um, <laughs> what made you happy this week?
1: Um, well, number one, spending time with you. Um, doing our little uh, our excursion to, to the city was very fun. We went to go pick up the stuff and come back, because um, I just haven't been haven't been out on to the city in a while, and it's always more fun to go places with you, and, um, of course, doing our podcast this week uh, always makes me very happy. I'm glad that we were able to do it prior to your trip, because I know when you come back on Sunday, you're going to be very sleepy. Um, yes. So that's good. Um, I'm glad I got to go back to therapy this week because this is my this was my on week with my main therapist, which is really great. Um, I had a a job interview and then I also had another job reach out to me that they wanted me to interview. Um, oh, uh I saw um someone close to me who is Um, having a baby. Today, they um, showed me their... um, Sonogram? Yeah, like the ultrasound. Ultrasound, yeah. Yeah, they went to do that, and their baby was cute and kicking, and that made me really happy because I just want all the people in my life who are partnered and they want babies. I want them to have them, as many as they want, um, because... Um, that's just something that they want, and I want it for them. And of course, I love babies, and I can't wait to smell them. I can't wait to to just snuggle them up, and I just I I want them. I want to touch them and kiss them and hold them. Um, and let's see what else. What else made me happy? Um, well, I cleaned up a uh, part of my apartment. I'm almost done. So, that, you know, like, that made me happy. I've been really consistent with, like, just doing small things, like making sure that I'm washing the dishes before I leave the house. I'm um, trying to set a good example for my the people who live in the house with me. Um, they also have been doing their part, which is making me happy. Um, they are? Well, for the most part. Um, <laughs> and I think... I want to say that's that might be the, it if the, if I if there was something else I'm I'm blanking on it, um oh well Ted Lasso has been making me really happy yes
2: we've been watching Ted Lasso and that is a joyous show
1: what was that movie we watched the other day
2: uh, we watched the miniseries of Battlestar Galactica
1: no but we watched a movie I think too I thought we did maybe
2: what was it about
1: honestly I don't remember you know how my brain works. Okay. I can't recall the information when I want it. It's only in random times. Yeah. Um. So if we watched one, I was happy about that. But um, it's
2: basically just been the grass.
1: <laughs> oh yes, that's true. I did. I did enjoy those. I, I the. I enjoyed watching, as cringeworthy as they are. I have enjoyed watching. The grass. They
2: are so cringeworthy. Every episode, like. My I, uh, goal is to get all my friends to start watching Degrassi so we can talk about how cringy and so how cringe. bad the acting is.
1: So bad. Just like, you know, Drake should have won something because I want to say. Drake was good. He definitely. Learning how to play
2: basketball in a wheelchair is from a dope skill.
1: Yes, it was. Like, from the beginning to the end, he definitely grew and matured in his role. And, yeah, he did spend a whole season in his wheelchair spent like three three right oh yeah, yeah. because it was it happened when he, he was like in year like 10 four. it was like year 10 to his year 12 or whatever because then he had to do two year 12 so it was at least yeah. like three um and so i think that he did a really great job um but yeah just like spending time with you do i've i've been reading this book i'm like shut up i'm doing things wow. that are bringing me joy Spending time with people who bring me joy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's it. I mean, hopefully, this time next week, I will, the joyful thing is I will have gotten a job offer that is like they're paying me buku bucks. And it's a place that is going to be enriching and fulfilling and joyful. And hopefully, we'll also have uh, benefits. Yes.
2: Because you deserve benefits.
1: Thank you very much. Um, So, yeah, that's about it. Yeah. I'm done.
2: All right. Well, if that's everything, then that's everything.
3: Everything. We will be
2: back next week for another installment of the Black and Snurdy Podcast. Until then, bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the show. If you'd like to contact the podcast, you can reach us via email at blackandsnurdypodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Instagram and TikTok at Black and Snurdy Podcast, as well as on Twitter at Black and Snurdy. You can find me, Maurice, on all social media under the handle Licorice Is Legit. That's L-I-C-O-R-I-S-H is legit.
1: And you can find me on Instagram, it's that's o-d t h a t s o d dot e and on Twitter t h a t s o d underscore e and don't forget to like, rate, and subscribe to us. Tune in next time to the Black Sturdy Podcast for a snurge of a feather. Rock together.
2: Remember. Bye. Ooh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Not yet. Not yet. No, this is keeping it. <laughs> We're keeping this in. <laughs> don't forget to take your meds and your subs and drink water. Bye. I actually want to keep that.